All right, as promised, we are joined right now by the head football coach at Arizona. He just wrapped up his third season last week. He previously served as an assistant coach at Miami, Michigan, and UCLA. He spent 13 years in the NFL as well as an assistant. Arizona had a huge year, coming off a season where they were 10-3 and overall, 7-2 and in the rugged Pac-12. They finished third in that conference. They beat Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl, and they finished up the season with seven straight wins. On top of that, he was a finalist for the Eddie Robinson National Coach of the Year Award. I'm talking, of course, about Jed Fish. He joins me via zoom jed great to have you on the show how are you thanks jim i appreciate it doing great great i appreciate you coming on really good to talk to you jed so you've done an amazing job in turning that program around completely from one win in 2021 to five wins last season to your program's first 10 win season since 2014 let me start right there what do you think were the biggest factors behind your team taking such a massive leap from last year to this year i think the biggest thing was that our guys didn't leave. Uh, we didn't have a lot of – we didn't lose more than one or two players in the transfer portal. We recruited a ton of high school kids uh, that became freshmen, sophomores, and then juniors. And um, we were able to keep the staff together. We had uh, nine out of our ten coaches uh, returned for all three years. So I think when you do that and you have continuity and then you've been around some great coaches in the past, you know kind of how to – how to keep it together, and I think that's what we did best uh, most recently. You know, Jed, you're not the first guy to say that. Not many guys can say that because guys are looking to leave, but you're not the first one to say that. How is it then that you kept that whole thing together? How did you keep players from leaving and coaches from leaving, especially when you're having success? Yeah, you know, uh, it wasn't money, I can tell you that. We didn't have that. We don't have that compared to some of these other programs, but uh, – I think it was opportunity. One of the biggest things that we don't necessarily sell NIL, we sell NFL. And uh, what we do is we say things to the effect of, you know, we've got opportunities here that no one else has. And we've got chances to be able to come here and be around Bill Belichick. We have chances here to be around some of the great ones uh, in the business and in the profession. And I think that that really is one of the most important things that we can offer is the opportunity for guys to meet Sean McVay, meet Belichick, meet Pete Carroll, and really understand what it's like to be a part of an NFL program. And we try to be the 33rd NFL program. Wow. Jed Fish joining us. I love that so much. We don't sell NIL. We sell NFL. That said, as much as I love that line, you know that most people, including young people, want the immediate gratification. They want both, right? They want NIL and NFL. How do you get them to postpone that immediate gratification? Yeah, well, I think everybody, you know, everybody understands the importance of NIL and we're not uh, immune to it. And we don't not understand that there's certainly opportunities when you come to Arizona to receive it. Um, I think what it comes down to is trying to explain to them the balancing act of what real money really is and how it's going to work out for you in your future. And if you take, you know, maybe if you received less at one place but you receive more opportunity, that's going to benefit you far more than anything you could ever imagine. Uh, you get paid for how good you are. You get paid for how much you play. You get paid in the future for um, your opportunities, uh, whether you get drafted or how early you get drafted or what position you choose. So we try to explain to our guys and educate them that, hey, there's always going to be opportunities, and we're going to make sure of that. And we're going to have a collective like everyone else has a collective. And we're going to do all the things that everybody does. But are you willing to look past it 
And are you willing to say what else is important? And we want to sell development. Our program's about development. We we signed 25 high school kids uh, or 28 high school kids a year ago, 31 the year before that, 19 this year, and uh, maybe six portal players this year, uh, maybe you know six or seven the year before. And we want people to say, hey, if we come to Arizona, we're going to get developed. Uh, guys that have you know coached and called plays in the NFL. I was an NFL coordinator, college coordinator, NFL quarterback coach. And uh, try to explain to them, hey, offensively, you're going to run a system that they run in L.A. Sean, what we do in the Rams, we do at Arizona. And defensively, we're going to run something very similar to what they do in Seattle. What Coach Carroll does in Seattle, we kind of do here. So that's kind of our pitch, and that's how we make it happen. We are talking to Arizona head football coach Jed Fish. So, Jed, I'm going to ask you something right now. And the first thing that's going to go through your mind is, did that guy not listen to a word I just said? And I heard everything you just said, but I want to ask you this. I can point to what you've done since you got there. I can point to your background, and I can point to the way you're coming off right now in a really, really good way. And it would seem to reason this is why when the season was coming to an end, your name was connected to a lot of big-time coaching openings to reassure nervous Arizona fans that you reportedly have not signed a new contract extension yet, is that something that's going to get done shortly? And is that where you want to be? Yeah, you know, it is. And I appreciate you asking. I, I think right now we're just working through semantics to get this deal done. I think we're very, very close. We want to be done here very soon. And we want to be a part of this program for a long time. Um, I've moved a lot in this business to be able to uh, be here today to become a head coach in a power five program to win 10 games to be a top 15 team hopefully a top 10 and uh we've got 18 out of 22 returning starters next year so uh, i have no interest in going anywhere i have a lot of interest in uh, seeing if we can get to that cfp and there's 12 teams in it next year uh, and I would love to have our team be part of it. I appreciate that. Jed Fish joining us. So you've got a really unique perspective on Monday's national championship game because you coached at Michigan and you faced Washington this season. So let me start with the Michigan side of things. You were part of Jim Harbaugh's original staff when he was hired at Ann Arbor. What was your biggest takeaway from your two years of working with him? Uh, uh, well, Jim's phenomenal. You could take so much away. I would say the number one thing you got to – you got to take away it's his love for football is unmatched. Um, you could see it. You could smell it um, around him. I mean, he has an aura of just a passion for the game of ball. And uh, he lets his coaches coach. Uh, I was the quarterback coach and pass game coordinator and called the passes the first two years we were all together. And Jim was always, you know, the guy played quarterback for 14 years in the NFL. I think he came to one quarterback meeting. The first one I ran, and after that, I guess I got the blessing, and, and that was it. When it came to the offensive install, he was there every day, but never interrupted, let us keep coaching. And uh, I think Jim's Jim's greatest asset is he tries to hire good coaches and he lets coaches coach, and uh, he is a leader of men. So uh, I'm, I can't wait to watch him. We're very close still. I think he's the coach of the year. And uh, without a doubt, what he did at Michigan with all the adversity that they've had to deal with over the last 12 months is just, uh, they're a really good team, man. Jed Fish joining us. Any of that self-imposed adversity, in your opinion? I think the, you know, there's so much to it. I don't know. I mean, like what happened and how it happened. And I mean, some of the rules, some of the things that might have occurred are pretty crazy. But 
I mean, what I what I do know is that they overcame all of it. And without being in their building, um, and I wasn't there in 2020 during COVID and whatever that stuff happened. I wasn't there with any of the sign stealing discussions. Um, I don't know. I don't know this whole thing about sign stealing. I've never been a part of that. Um, I, I don't really know how to do it myself. If I was coaching against a team and a guy next to me told me they were going to run a certain coverage, I don't even think I could think fast enough to get it fixed. So, you know, I don't know. I guess it is what it is there. But I just think the way Jim handled this team and the way his players rallied around him, it makes for quite a story on uh, whatever Monday night and going against a really good Washington team who we played twice and lost by four and lost by seven in back-to-back years. Um, it's going to be an exciting game to watch. I love that game. Jed Fish joining us for a few more moments. So what about that matchup? As you point out, you played them tough twice. Michael Penix Jr. threw for 363 yards in the game this year. He was even better, Jed, against Texas in the Sugar Bowl. As you point out, you've coached quarterbacks. You've worked with plenty of really talented quarterbacks, both in college and in the NFL. What do you like best about Penix's game, and how good of a pro do you think he'll be? Yeah, uh, You know, the thing with him, uh, so we saw him in – um, and it, he made some big plays against us. We lost 31-24 this year, and then a year ago, I think he, both quarterbacks threw for 450 and 500 yards. Uh, I think he threw for 500 in the game two years ago. Um, but what you can see is he has incredible ability to be accurate uh, when he's outside the pocket, when he moves the pocket. Um, he throws on great rhythm, and he knows how to anticipate throws. I mean, this guy gets the ball out of his hands and those receivers just run underneath that ball in like in pretty fashion. And, uh, you know, he's a very he's very much like Tua in a lot of ways. He reminds me a lot of Tua, probably because he's a lefty. That's the easy way out. Um, you know, if I said he's like Steve Young and Tua, you'd be like, wow, you're really right, coach. But uh, he does. He has that ability to to see the game get the ball out of his hands. He doesn't have to drive it faster than anybody else, although he did make a beautiful touchdown pass the other day against Texas, showing his arm strength. But this guy is accurate, and this guy anticipates, and he has great command of his offense. All right, so you've got a really intriguing matchup. Ultimately, I know you're not in the prediction business, but ultimately, what do you think this game comes down to, and do you have a strong lean either way? I think it's going to come down to turnovers. Um, I, I think neither team turns the ball. Neither team gives the ball away very much. And um, when Arizona, when Washington struggled um, at all this season, you know they had that tight game against ASU and a couple other games. It was really when they turned the ball over. I think if they don't turn the ball over, they're really difficult to stop. And Michigan uh, playing, they got the number one total defense in the country. If they can get after the quarterback and cause some takeaways, I think that's how you win the game. So it's going to come down to if Washington protects the ball, they're going to be tough to beat. If Michigan gets the takeaways, I think they'll win the game. Hey, Jed, one last thought. You talked at length about your program and what you have to offer and why guys are going there and why guys are staying there. It's kind of surreal in the sense that in the final year of its existence, the Pac-12 is going to be represented in the national title game. As you get ready to transition into a new conference, what has the new conference done or how has it impacted your recruiting? Yeah, I mean, it, it is surreal. I mean, I saw that the Pac-12 had the best bowl record. We were 5-3. and three. I mean, we wound up beating Oklahoma, who's going to the SEC. Washington ends up beating Texas, who's going to the SEC. Um, USC beat Louisville. I mean, it's it's crazy how, how it happened. 
Um, but you know, it is what it is. And we all have to deal with the changes that have occurred. Um, but I would say this, we get an opportunity to have more of a national landscape. Now, uh, the big 12 is really a national conference. They've got, we've got teams in Florida. We've got teams in Ohio. We've got teams in Texas. And, uh, for Arizona, you know, I love our West coast team. We're very much Hawaii, California operation. But the idea of being able to bring uh, some recruits uh, from Florida and Texas, I think, can really help help our well and even make us a better team and uh, try to improve on our 10 wins of this year. I'll tell you what, the program's in such an amazing spot. Got a great, great leader, a great head coach, a finalist for the Eddie Robinson National Coach of the Year Award, and it's easy to see why. Jed, really appreciate you, really appreciate your time, and great to have you on the show. Jed, let's do it again soon. Let's do it. I love it, man. It's great to uh, great to talk to you, Jim. You too, Jed. Appreciate you very much. Jed Fish joining us, and this is why I said before he came on, it's a hell of a coach. That is a great coach, a great leader, Extremely organized, a very good motivator, like Arizona. If I'm a Wildcat fan, man, I'm terrified. But you got to feel so reassured that he said, it's just a matter of semantics right now. We're going to get this done. I want to be here. I've moved around quite a bit. I like it here. This is the place I want to be, which is the best news ever for Wildcat fan. And he's expecting 18 of 22 starters back. And what he has is a development program. Like, he's recruiting high school kids. He's not running to the portal exclusively and looking for the quick fix. Arizona, and I don't mean this as a backhanded compliment. I mean this as a compliment. I don't know that you could do any better as Jed Fish is your head coach. Sincerely. Hey, if you don't take my word for it, take the big head's word for it. He's, like, obsessed with the guy. Long before we had Jed on, big head's always like, hey, dude, I'll tell you who's a hell of a coach. Hey, yeah, I know. I know, head. Jed. Jed Fish, he's like, right. So when the big head's, big head, when he's not talking about the Shanahan family, he's talking about Jed Fish. Like, he loves him. And bad news, Wildcat fan, if it were up to the big head, the big head can't believe that Jed Fish isn't an NFL head coach already. He's done that. He's been there. Like, he hasn't done that, but he's had that NFL life. But I think that he makes such a great point when he says, listen, if you come to Arizona, we can give you a taste of that. We have access to Sean McVay. We have access to Bill Belichick. We have access to Pete Carroll. We can run similar packages. We can let you know. That whole line about, you know, these guys always talking, like they turn phrases and they talk in cliches. I thought that was great what he said. We can't really sell you NIL, although we have a collective and we do have some money. We're not selling NIL. We're selling NFL. I like it. And I like that conversation.